Hi, my name is Anja Karwowska and I'm the host of this amazing podcast, Get Unstuck with Your English. If you are a neurodivergent person, struggling with learning the language, tend to procrastinate too much, or maybe you have so many goals you get lost right on the bed, if you answered yes to any of these questions, you have come to the right place, my friend. I'll teach you how to apply cognitive science and evidence-based methods to your learning. I will walk you through the learning plateau. If you're scared to talk, the vocabulary evaporates your mind. You have been studying for ages, following shiny objects, binge-watching Netflix, hoping that the knowledge will cross your head first Moses. If so, I'm here to help you. I'll show you how to study and tackle the language, and most importantly, how to make it stick. I'm inviting you on the journey with me. Let's add a science sprinkle to your learning. Good morning, um, good afternoon, wherever you are or whenever you're listening to me. So today I've decided to pop in for a short live and I'll be talking about dyslexia. However, today I'll focus your student is dyslexic and. So very often student, students and teachers come and say, okay, I think my student is dyslexic. What should they do, right? You are in that ESL, EFL, contained or not contained classroom, and you're just trying to figure it all out. So you don't know what to do. So the first step would be to assess your student. Unless your student has a site ed assessment, then it would be perfect and beautiful. However, as we know, the site ed assessments differ as well. They are good ones, they are kind of not so good ones. So the first one is to assess your students. Student, you can use Acadians, uh, you can use Dibbles if you are familiar with it. However, if you do not have those tools, you can try very, very simple things. The first one will be check the rhymes, check the phonemic hearing. So try, for example, um, discriminating sounds, okay? That really helps and that would give you the first clue. Uh, look at the writing. Look at the spelling. Look if your student writes um, sentence fragments. So they, they write a sentence, but it's kind of does not make sense, right? Uh, the other thing you might also do instead of spelling or reading, check the listening comprehension, check how they retrieve information, check the sequencing, for example, check if they know the days of the week or the struggle of days of the month, maybe the struggle of left and right. What about the writing? Do they do the letter reversal? Like, P and B and Q and W and V and D. Uh, that's like a red flag when it comes to dyslexia. So this is something you can look into. Other things are uh, you can look at the organizational skills, right? How they organize. Even look at the desk, right? How they organize the materials. Are they forgetful? Do they have anxiety? For example, are they willing to answer? Or are there those kids who just sit in the background quietly right? And they just wait for the lesson to be over. So these are the short things that you can really do or you can observe in your classroom. And that does not mean that your student is dyslexic, but you can see that there are some, let's say, underlying issues and that you should dig a little bit deeper, right? To see if there is something more. Now, look at your student and check the writing, for example. Very often dyslexia is like, dyslexia likes to come hand in hand with other challenges. So the student might be dysgraphic, the student might have attention issues, right? So look at the writing. These are the things you can do right away in your classroom and they do not require a lot of work, really. You can look at the pencil grip. If they have physical education at school, I know you don't have a lot of time and you're busy and you're just always prepping and this and that and going to PDs and you do not know where you should put your hands in. However, if you teach at the state school, 
had kids have um, physical education, you can ask the physical education teacher, for example, to check the hand grip or how they um, kick the ball. Let's say, ask the physical education teacher. I know, I know it's like some, you are busy. I totally get it. However, just try, try to try and ask physical education teacher and ask the teacher, hey, could you do me a favor? Hmm? I'm sure all of them say, yeah, for sure. Um, ask them to play with the student for two minutes and ask the kid to kick the ball. See, what leg do they use with the kicking the ball? Try to ask them to, for example, throw the ball to the kid and see what hand they are using. Are they using the hands interchangeably or not? These are the little gritty little bits that will tell you. If you are in a classroom and your student is um, not looking at you, they just, you know, uh, you can see the back, you can call the name like John, Anna, Carol, whatever, and see whether they were turned right or left, right? Uh, during that course of action, you will check whether they are cross-lateralized or not. And this will be like another factor that will tell you whether they are struggling with language. And then, let's say you've done all of this or some of this, and you know, like, okay, that student is struggling, you know. I don't have the psych ed report, or the psych ed report is really very general, or it does not have that language component. Let's say the phonemic awareness has not been tested. So what do I do? And then I would say something that I keep telling all the students and parents and teachers, it's best when you go back to the basics. And I know people are adamant and they say, no, 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 we have to, like, I know as a teacher, you have to run with the material, right? Because you're always hurrying, always hurrying. So, okay, but you know, I have to do unit two, unit 10, and then go with grandma and they're preparing for the test. Maybe in Poland, right? New students are preparing for their grade eight exam or for the final exams in grade 12. So you're always busy, always prepping. However, I'd say if you go back to the basics, if you go back to the basics and with students who are profoundly dyslexic, I'd say go back to the speech to print and then build from there. It really helps because language, in contrast to what many people think, is very much like mathematics. You need to build the foundation and only from the foundation you can build up other skills, right? You, you learned a lot about scaffolding back in the day. So that's similar. If you do not build that strong foundation, you cannot expect your students to succeed and they will, they will struggle along the way. So I'd say build that foundation. If your student is mildly dyslexic, sometimes you have students who have like mild symptoms of dyslexia. For example, they struggle only with grammar or they struggle only with spelling, especially with English. Like um, just a side note, uh, I remember back in the day, a long time ago, when I was starting my teaching career, and I could not understand why some students prefer German or Spanish over English. I said, oh, come on, like English is a lingua franca, right? We all speak it, and uh, the news, the television, everything is in English. But then it dawned on me in the course of my own work when I was trying to figure out what to do with my students. I was doing lots of PD um, uh, courses and studies, etc. right? And then it dawned on me that these languages have shallower orthography in contrast to English. So that's why they are so much easier to learn at the very beginning when it comes to reading. So let's say, coming back to the topic, your student struggles only with a little bit of spelling, right? 
Thursday, I like mildly dyslexic. Say, listening comprehension is good. Working memory, quite okay, right? I'd say speaking, not so bad. But they struggle with spelling. So what do you do? There are like several approaches. Um, I'm not a fan of road memorization, really, because you can only memorize up to 3,000 3, words and that's it. But I love decoding. And by decoding, I mean dissecting the words, dissecting the meaning. Because once you empower the students, it really helps them along the way, especially if they want to go to university or read um, other, uh, read in English in other subjects such as uh, geography, biology, etc. So then the other thing I would recommend would be structured weight inquiry. By structured weight inquiry, I mean you just examine the layer, you examine the phonological layer, examine the morphological layer, the changes, and then the etymology. It really empowers the students and it leads them to understand that the English language, in contrary to lots of people say, even teachers, English language does make sense. So that's like a very, very short life. I know you're busy and I do not want to take up your time. So again, remember about checking whether your student is cross-lateralized, whether that's the, like a fast red flag. Check the phonemic awareness and phonemic hearing. It really will tell you so much and it will make your life so much easier along the way. If you have an access to physical education, I know that some of you might love, but if you have an access to a physical education teacher, really check what has they using when they are like trying to catch the ball. Is it right? Is it left? If they are kicking, is it right leg or left leg? Or maybe it's like interchangeable. Or for example, call them John, Mary, I don't know, Caroline, and see whether they're telling you right or left. That's like a very simple, very easy task. And then again, it will answer some questions that, that you might have. And if your student is struggling at a very, very basic level, they are profoundly dyslexic, go back to speech versus print and always pair a phoneme with a grapheme. And if your student is only mildly dyslexic, for example, the struggle with spelling, look in the structured weight inquiry. If student is struggling with grammar, I'd say go back to the basic subject, verb, object, multisensory grammar is such a helpful topic. And I even have a free ebook on multisensory grammar that you might grab. And if you want to learn more, I've decided to share the fruit of my labor because I'm a teacher and I love sharing my knowledge. I help, I love helping other teachers. And I know what it's like to be a teacher when you are struggling in your own classroom. I've been there. And no, it's not fun. And it's it's difficult. It's really hard. Uh, like I've done lots of work before I've come to that place. So I want you to save you the time, the trouble, the energy, the exhaustion because you're tired already. So I just wanted to remind you that there is still time, 11 days, the clock is ticking to sign up for my writing workshop, Unlocking the Power of Words. I'll teach you how to teach writing to dyslexic EFL students. We'll start with the pre-alphabetic stage. We'll finish at Cambridge exams. It will be very comprehensive. You'll receive lesson plans, exercises, lesson templates, all my knowledge. I will put all my knowledge into the workshop. And besides, you also get access to me for two weeks once I've run the workshop so you can ask any questions. You can bring your students writing samples, ask me anything and everything. 
I highly recommend it. It's only 47 Canadian dollars and it, the price will go up once I grab it. So other than that, have a lovely day, evening, afternoon. Stay safe, healthy and talk to you soon. Bye.